0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I guess the Giants would be able to withstand that loss better than the Jets would be. Because it's a lot, you know, the Lions. But maybe it's just me because I'm not a Giant fan. If I were, this year would feel almost too good to be true. And I'd almost be waiting. Like every week they win, you're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're seven and two. How is it possible that they're seven and two? And it, you kind of keep waiting for the, for the shoe to drop. What's the downside? How? They're just going to keep winning games the way they've been winning games outside of the Cowboys and, and the Seahawks game. Uh, it just seems like that there has to be some downside at some point. Every team has a, has a, has a letdown at some point. So I'd keep waiting for that, and if they ever were to lose the Lions, that would absolutely be starting to creep in, especially when the division is as competitive as it is. And I don't believe in Washington, but still, um, the division is as competitive as it is, and the the fact that you have so many division games here over the last seven weeks of the season. So we'll certainly uh, continue to focus in on that. I'm still taking requests in terms of who I'm putting my money – my money on for the World Cup, which starts this week, right? It starts, I think it starts this week. Does it start this week? I keep seeing that US, the U.S. is going to be playing Wales. I was like, well, actual Wales? Oh, no, the country Wales. That's, that would make more sense. Tomorrow it starts. Well, that's, that's unfortunate timing. I, I could have my entire life savings on it. I'm not going to be paying attention to the World Cup when there's NFL football games going on. It's very, very weird timing, going up against the football. I guess that's all as a result of being in Qatar, right? Because the heat is so great, they couldn't play it in the summertime. People would burst into flame. <laughs> I mean, you're running, and 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 look, that's that's a major thing, right? I mean, the heat. Like when you go someplace, I remember going to Vegas for the first time, and you hear, "Oh, it's hot, it's hot." I remember going out at like nine thirty in the morning just to go get some a cup of coffee or something. I'm like, "Oh my god, the the heat's oppressive." And that I wasn't even running around; I was just walking, which was. Uh, was tough to do so that's uh, you'd have to think that's going to be a major obstacle for people to overcome so people have suggested brazil they're the favorites uh people have suggested argentina they're the co-favorite. they're almost like the second favorite so i'm looking for some i'm looking for value here people i'm looking for value who should i be putting my money on because that's the only way you're going to get me interested at all in the world cup so i'm taking your suggestions Here's here's your chance, right? People always say when you don't talk soccer during the world, oh, this is the biggest event in the world. How can you not be talking about it? I'm talking about it. I'm taking your request. I want to see where I should be directing the uh the Damer Millions. Uh let's go back to the phone, shall we? one eight hundred-nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh Chris's on Long Island. Chris, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's really hot out there. I saw this video on Instagram today of like the England team practicing outside and they had like this, uh, this fan that was blowing mist and the whole team's like standing in front of the fan. So with the heat and uh, everything being so hot out there, I think a value team is Senegal. I'm pretty Senegal. sure like they're striking. Okay,
0: that, that's, not, that's yeah, certainly not chalk, I'll tell you that. Senegal at yeah, my I mean, uh, latest odds is 12,000 to one.
1: Yeah, throw 10 bucks on it. I know the World Cup's always chalky, but you know, Senegal, I think like their striker just got hurt, so maybe they can rally around that guy, but Senegal Senegal's my advice. Might as well put 10, 20 bucks on them and have a team to watch.
0: All right. Well, Chris, uh, that that is certainly shaking it up. I I asked for something that was not just chalk. That is not chalk. I don't I don't know that I don't know that he like the the case that he made, I don't think it was as strong a case as he thinks it was. Well, you know, their, their, their striker just got hurt, so maybe they can rally around. No, but they're not going to have him. I think that that would be... I'm looking for something that's not the favorites, but not, you know, not long shots. You know, I'm not looking to, uh, you know, I'm not looking to cash in and be Bezos when this thing is over, but, you know, he'd like to get a little value. That's all I'm saying. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my okay. man?
2: Hi, Gordon. Gordon, Lionel Messi in Argentina... Uh-huh. They're like the Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay Packers. They're, they're always
0: they they're never always get expected there. to win, but they never win.
2: They never. He never gets it done. Right. And he plays. He doesn't play as well with the, his national team as he plays on club teams. For some reason, he has more familiarity whenever he's playing on his uh, club team. Anyway, uh, as far as uh, – did you see, by the way, the box score at a Memphis-Oklahoma City game? No, I did not. Free throws. Memphis attempted 40. Uh-huh. Oklahoma City attempted 11. <laughs> that's 29 disparity, almost 4-1. to one. That's I've huge. never seen yeah. it. That's, that's unbelievable. Do you know Verlander is the first pitcher in baseball to win the Cy Young without throwing a pitch the year before in the uh, major league? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... Now, no, I, I don't okay. know... Now, somebody might say, well, what about rookies? Now, I don't know off the top of my head. Right. Maybe Vida Blue or Fernando Valenzuela. They, uh, Fernando they, Valenzuela. I mean, they, did throw,
0: they did throw pitches the year before,
2: just wasn't. Yeah, like I was going to say that because they just didn't qualify for the rookie status. So when they won it, they may have been qualified as rookies. So I'm not even sure of that. But as far as somebody with injury or anything like that, he's the first guy to ever come off an injury like that, and would uh, and not throw a pitch and then win the Cy Young Award. Uh, that's an amazing thing. That's amazing. It is uh, yeah. Uh, as far as the games betting tomorrow and uh, tonight, let's say UCLA at home, rivalry game, and you're giving them points. I mean, to me, to see, to me, betting always has nothing to do with making money or winning. I mean, it makes no difference to me whether I win or lose with money. But if I can test my brain and reason out everything, I say to myself, well, this was the right move. I can't see how you don't make that move. UCLA at home, rivalry game, and you're giving them points. Now the Giants tomorrow are seven and three, uh, uh, seven and two. Detroit is three and six. They're yes. four games better. They're yes. playing home their quarterback and running backs are healthy and they're only given three points, that doesn't make sense to me. That well, doesn't Vegas make. I is
0: mean, not really respected either the Jets or Giants. But that doesn't matter to season. me. I'm worried about betting. And I'm saying to myself, I'm making that bet.
2: I got it. I don't care whether they respect the Giants or not. In my mind, that's the best bet to
0: make. Well, and look even if, if, if if you can find the team that Vegas is disrespecting. I mean, I think they've kind of disrespected the Titans so far this year, and you could I'll give you a game you can tomorrow find that team, that's team, Even you can better than the
3: Giants.
2: Gi- in Giants, I mean, if, uh, according to my way of thinking and the way I use my brain, Minnesota's eight and one. Dallas is six and three. Minnesota's home. Their quarterback's healthy, and you're giving them a point and a half. I mean, how could you not take Minnesota?
0: Well, I mean, it just makes sense. Is,
2: that that's the trap,
0: right? I mean, that's, that's well. That's, that's the, I that's mean, the in my mind, that's, you gotta you gotta
2: stay. I mean, you know, you, to me, that makes the most sense to me. So, uh, and the Devils, somebody should take a bet on when they're going to lose because this is incredible. I don't even think during their what three Stanley Cup winning seasons, I don't think they ever had 12 games in a row. So this is, and they're quiet. Nobody knows about the devil.
0: No, oh, it's the devils, right? Yeah, no, it's not, They not get. Uh, they don't get the attention. I mean, they got that. little
2: publicity when they were playing in the Meadowlands. Now they get even, even less. Playing at Newark, which, which is a shame. But uh, did you watch any of the college basketball yesterday? Oh, I'll give you another thing. Gordon, uh, this is why it's crazy to bet. This is like the, wide watching world the of Mil- sports Mil- Mal- Mal- Go ahead, the, Richard, the, the Milwaukee Philadelphia game, the basketball yeah. game last night. Yes. Milwaukee's up by 8 or 10 in the first half, and the guy that's torching them on Philly, Maxie, he's got 24 before the end of the half, and he sprains his ankle. Comes out of the game. So if you're going to make a bet, they're up by eight at half, and he's their best, their second best player is out of the game, scoring all the points, and Harden's not playing, and uh, Harris isn't playing. All they got is Embiid. You'd say you got to take Milwaukee. Yes. And what happens? I mean, Embiid goes I mean, wild I mean, in I mean, the second half, and they win the game. That's why, to me, betting sometimes how how would you know? How would you know that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Richard, for the phone call. And um, there was a lot. He covered a lot there. I mean, he did college. Ba- I mean, he did everything in one call. Wow. That was uh, a wide ranging call by Richard.
4: We should pretty much uh, wrap up the show at this point. Then
0: I mean, I don't see why we would continue on, although we, d- we still have some stuff to d- get into. We have lots of stuff to still do. But I, I thought it was interesting that he said, would you rather uh, make money or test your brain? I don't know. I think I'd rather make money. I don't really want to test my brain. It's not worked out so far. Anytime I try to test my brain in the past, it's not exactly worked out. I would rather, if I had the two options in front of me, two buttons in front of me, I would say, just give me the money.
4: Speaking from experience in doing uh, what I learned on TikTok, using your brain never really works. No,
0: what, what, good, what good ever came from testing your brain, right? Like, There's people that they're meant for those type of things. That's not us. That's not us. We're just, we're just simply, and really, if you're testing your brain in a way that doesn't eventually lead to money, What good is testing your brain? Measuring it up against other brains? Who cares? Just give me the money. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Speaking of money on the line, how about the Knicks last night, huh? Wow, that was a shock. They lost to the Warriors, really? We'll get into that coming up next. The Knicks road trip, where they're at, and why nobody anywhere should be surprised. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Judging by the climate of things, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at least uh, while well, you still can, <laughs> at Gordon Damer. Although it, I mean it, it, it's not the app is still working fine, right? Twitter. I mean, there's no, I'm not the only person that's still getting tweets, right? I keep hearing like this doom and gloom, like it's going to fall off the face of the earth and it's not going to work anymore, and everybody whole thing's going to fall into the ocean. I don't know. I still, I'm still getting tweets. People still tweeting me hateful things. So it still works on my end. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But you can still tweet me uh, for the time being at Gordon Taylor. Uh, all right, let's talk some Knicks, all right, because we've, uh, we've, we've hit on the football. Bing bong. Certainly, if you want to get in on the Jets and Giants, you still can. But, uh, look, Knicks last night, they continued their road trip out west, take on a Warriors team, and it uh, was not a great start was not a great middle, and the end was not great either. Uh, it was just a, a bad, flat performance throughout. And uh, i, I got to be honest with you, by the end of the game, uh, I wasn't really paying all that close attention in the fourth quarter because it was like every time the Knicks got it to within somewhere close to single digits, the Warriors would just put the foot on the gas and, and pull away again. And the final was 111-101, to 101, which you'd think, ah, I lost by 10 to the Warriors. No, it really, it was one of those games that was not that close. But Knicks are 2-1 and one on the road trip. I think anybody would have signed for that going into the road trip. Considering when the road trip started, there were already some some buzz about you know does does Tibbs make it through this road trip? Are they going to have to make a coaching change here before too long? Uh, are, are they going to fall you know five games under 500? Uh, it did not look good, especially after the performances against the uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Thunder. But they're eight and eight on the season, and in the words of Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were, right? I mean, this is exactly who the Knicks are going to be. And I'd have to say, this might not go over well with Nick fans. This is kind of the goal. The Knicks goal, of this regime's goal coming in, has never been about, hey, how do we have the highest ceiling of, of the roster? It's always been about what's the safest floor. They are not looking to be like, hey, we want to be a top four. I mean, like, they're not ruling that out, but their greater focus is we have to be better than what we took over. They don't want to be embarrassing, which was what the Knicks were before Leon Rose and, and Tibbs came on board. They don't want to be a punchline anymore, and that's what they were before this current regime came on board. That's what they were like when it was Phil Jackson. That's what it was like when it was Steve Mills. The Knicks were a punchline when they didn't get KD and Kyrie. They were a punchline when they were winning 21, 22 games a year. This regime wants to have some level of production. They don't want to tank. If they were going to tank, they would have done that already. So if you're not going to tank... You're, what are you going to do you 're going to bring in a stable head coach, a guy who 's kind of had some track record of success you 're not going you 're not going to gamble you 're not going to bring in somebody who said you know well, in three years we 're going to develop the team and, and and three years from now we 're going to be a lot better than we are now. No, they want it now because if they didn 't get it now, who knows three, three years a long time man, a lot of people say, well I got this great three year plan, and by the end of the three years." The plan is to find a new job. Now, that's not to say that they don't want to be better than what they are, than middle of the road. And they have not certainly locked themselves into middle of the road. They, they've they acquired assets, right? they got a lot of draft picks that they'll be able to use here before long. They want to remain flexible. But if you're one of these Knicks fans that wants to, to play the kids, who wants to see you know Grimes and McBride play many a lot of minutes? You just it's not gonna be the case. And it does seem like there's a good part of the Knicks fan base. It's like, oh, you know, anytime there's any signs of trouble, it's uh, time to fire Tibbs. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Now, if they have more performances like the Brooklyn game and the Thunder game, if you have no choice, you have no choice. But I think that they this is kind of the team that they wanna be and leave themselves uh, the flexibility that if something comes along, I mean, remember, even the first year, they were kind of a 500 team. And then they make the trade for Derrick Rose. That trade could not have worked out any better. They get hot down the stretch of that season. Now, that season was an outlier in a lot of ways, but I think that's kind of like the game plan. They want to they develop something here that has a, a certain floor, a safe floor, so that they're not dropping five, six, seven games out of 500. They're not out of play in contention by the time, you know, the trade deadline rolls around, like they were last year. So if you're expecting like these major changes or a major change in in the direction of the organization, I, I think you're gonna be sorely disappointed. This is this is kind of who they are. And if they can stay at this rate and find some improvements to make, I think they're gonna have to make a trade because they just have so much depth uh that it 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 doesn't really play like you think oh you can't have too much depth no you can actually have too much depth because it's all it's all kind of the same they need they need some difference makers uh and and i'm not saying that they're going to be able to go out and trade for some franchise type of talent but i do think that they have too many of the same kind of guys that at some point they're going to have to trade something and i'll say this i've seen a lot of things today you know there's been reports i guess uh, of the knicks uh at least rumors of, of, of Emmanuel quickly, you can, and you'll see, you'll see, oh, you can't trade this guy, you can't trade that guy. There's no guy on the Knicks that you can't trade. It, it kind of depends on what I'm getting back. Can I at least see what I'm getting back before you tell me I can't trade this guy or that guy? Because there was, a, I, and, and look, I was, uh, to a certain degree, I was part of it that I said, uh, I didn't think that I would have made the Donovan Mitchell trade when it all was said and done. Because I feel like it it was it was an improvement, but it wasn't the improvement that I think a a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um, And then you've kind of that's that's removing the options down the road of improvement for the right now and becoming a little bit better in the now. But overall, the the path forward to going from where you would be then to where you still want to go, it's going to be more difficult because you're going to be giving up draft picks, you're going to be giving up players. Uh, and, and not that any of those players, again, were uh, deal breakers to me, but it felt like much more of a lateral move when you, you were talking about including R.J. Barrett. Now, that, at least so far, does not look good because Donovan Mitchell's been outstanding and R.J. Barrett has not been. Uh, it really does seem like he's taken a step back. I know I, I, the, the reports are everybody right now is sick on the team. He's trying to fight through it. I would think that before too long, R.J. Barrett's going to get back to the R.J. Barrett we've seen in the past. We shall see. But I do kind of wonder that if, if maybe some of the the malaise with the with some of the guys on the team, specifically uh, R.J. Barrett, and it would be understandable that like here you are thinking, hey, I'm part of the foundation of something that we're building here, and then the first name that becomes available, your name is getting floated in trade rumors. Now, at the end of the day, they didn't include you in the trade, you know, in, the, in a possible deal. They didn't make the deal. But to hear your name out there, you kind of wonder if, like, you know, maybe that has a little bit of an impact on on how they're playing right now. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Joe is on Long Island. Joe, you're next up on the Gordon Day Hey,
1: Gordon. How you doing? Hey, Joe. Just uh, wanted to help make you some money. I know everybody's going to call up and talk about um, Brazil and Argentina, which, yeah, listen, those are the two favorites. Yeah. You you can't look outside of Europe and and South America, but the value pick for me this year is Belgium. Belgium. Um Belgium. Right. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. You could look them up as a favorites. They've got to be top 5, probably somewhere around there, maybe top 8. Um they've got a lot of experience, a great goalkeeper, probably, you know, everyone's talking about Lionel Messi and no doubt he's one of the greatest ever but he's not currently the best player in the world. Right. That man resides in Belgium. You know, that's Stephen that? De Bruyne. Okay. Uh, you know, pl- plays right in the middle of the field. He plays on one of the best teams in Europe uh, during his club ball. And uh, this team's got some value. They've got experience. They've been there. They've made it to the quarterfinals uh, two World Cups ago. They made it to the semifinals in the last World Cup. And this is the year... That Belgium can get over the hump, right. so that's where you want to play your value.
0: All right, Joe. Look, you're—I mean, you are going uh, like Jordan Belfort and uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You're convincing me. you are you you are selling me on this. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm not—I'm not—I'm not locking it in just yet. But Joe, thanks for the phone call. I like it. Belgium. Let me see. My odds. Belgium is the ninth best odds, plus seventeen hundred. Ooh, so a little value there. But they're not, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, way down the list. It's not like you're spinning the wheel. Like some of the, the hosts on the Cover 5 app, when you're looking to see where their NFL picks rank them on the season, you really have to spin the wheel to really get down there for a lot of them. This is That's not Belgium. Belgium, uh, ninth best on. That's, that's intriguing to me. I like that. I'll have to do a little bit more research on it during the show. And by more research, I mean do some research. Let's go out to Spike. He is in uh, St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my friend?
3: Well, I think your research should include eating some uh, waffles. I mean, it's incredible
0: waffles. the amount of work I do on this stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah.
3: Belgian waffles, you know. Anyway, uh, I, I know nothing about soccer or ice hockey, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a good yeah. call for you You and anyway. me both.
0: You and me both. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. So here's what I see with the Knicks. Uh, uh, there's been a, a, a flu bug going around with them. And R.J. Barrett's been wearing some contraption. I never know what these things are. They have black tape on his shoulder. He's always a slow starter. But uh, as they used to say in some shows, explain this to me. Why does Thibodeau play him 40 minutes last night? I, I just really don't matter. understand it. His sense. defense wasn't there, and I love the kid. I know he plays his yeah, ass no. off, and, and, he, and he's, the he's the type of
0: kid that wants to play through it, and he'll always, you know, he'll, he'll never back down, and you like that. But right. at some point, right.
3: right? But here's here's the the diamond in the rough. I'm hoping for. First of all, Jericho Sims got to play. He's
0: got. Yeah, play. he looks great. You haven't he missed uh, you Haven't missed Robinson at all. Really. Yeah, I wasn't happy with that signing. I'm not red boarding,
3: as so they say at the restaurant. I'm not saying you, you know, after the game. I always uh, never liked Mitchell Robinson. Nice kid, I guess, but uh, he he doesn't do anything but block shots into the stands and the uh, last line of defense. There's something about him, but um, I'm giving Randall credit. He's just tough to watch. That's all. You know, we're so used to him. He's tough to watch, Randall. I don't know what it is about him, but uh, maybe the great year he had under duress, you know, when the league was locked down. But uh, they're not supposed to beat that team. That team hasn't won a game on the road and has, you know, lost everything at home. Uh, Sorry, have backwards. But uh, listen, what I see—it's all Richard alluded to the uh, Sixers uh, and Milwaukee game. I've been in yeah. Milwaukee, guys, for three years. You know that. San's injuries—they might have won the title last year, but the injuries happen in every sport. But I think that um, Maxie being out really hurts Philadelphia.
0: But with the Knicks, they're gonna—have they beaten a the team over five hundred this year? Uh, was um probably oh, yeah. Wait. was was Philly over five hundred when they played them? No, right. No, no, just beat Utah. Oh, the Nuggets, November. right? Yeah, the Nuggets the other night.
3: Yeah, who were missing uh, their best player? Right, right, Jokic. Yep. Yeah. Look, take what you can get. They'll win thirty-eight to forty games. Uh, let's get over Barrett every year. Gordon starts off slow, but the three-point shooting—they're all for ten—and they keep chucking them up. It's uh, but I like Sims, and and let's see what we have with him. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, you beat all those wannabes and you sneak into the playoffs. That's the best we're going to do this year. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, and Spike, thanks for the phone call. Like, I know it's three years in, but, like, you're still kind of waiting for what the path forward is for the Knicks, right? Like, usually by now you'd think that, um, you know, a new regime comes on board and, and you'd start to really see it start to be put into place. It kind of feels like a lot of the same stuff with the Knicks. And I think that they're just kind of trying to buy themselves time to when that real difference maker becomes available. Now, Mitchell, Rob, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Donovan Mitchell would have been a difference maker. He's not a franchise type, but they were in on that, and I think that now they have to kind of wait around and, and hope that another one of those kind of players becomes available. It's kind of hard, though, to envision a scenario or a player that exists that would have been more tied to the Knicks, right? From the area it was available. You have pieces, you have draft picks, and you weren't able to land him. And the problem with waiting around for these guys is there's not a schedule. There's not like oh, it's not like the draft, right? Where you know the draft is coming up every single year, uh, and you know when the what day it will be on. You know when the lottery will be. The 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 disgruntled superstar route that does not become available quite. Sometimes they become available um, quickly sometimes you're, you're waiting around for a while i think that donovan mitchell was really the first one that was available since leon rose took over and now you got to just kind of sit around and, and wait for something else to become available i think they have to make a trade here at some point to kind of pick a, a road forward in terms of the uh, the lineup in terms of the rotation and that of course will close off some options as well in terms of if there's a, a a better player that becomes available who could be a real difference maker. You know, the frustrating thing for me on this road trip was the the performance Randall put up against Denver. That was the best performance you've seen from him. Maybe in the three years here. Uh, It certainly was more reminiscent of pandemic year, Randall, where he was showing the sense of urgency. He was showing the focus. He was showing the intensity that you're looking for. And it was great because you needed it that night. But it also kind of frustrates you because where has that been? If it's available to you on that night, why is it not available to you more often than that? Because that's the the guy that you need. You need him to get back to that year one Randall, and then maybe you might be a little bit better than fighting for a spot in the play-in tournament. Probably not, but at least you'd have better odds of making it and and having a better chance than um, what it seems like at times this year one eight hundred nine one nine 919 espn is the telephone number. It is the Gordon
4: Damer now Show. Now back
0: to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Again. And some, uh, and if you have never heard what I learned on TikTok, interesting but yet completely useless information that uh, will boggle the mind to a certain degree. And what also is boggling the mind is how uh, Jacob has generally performed. A couple of weeks ago, you were excellent, Jacob. I must, I must admit, something was up, something was in the water that week. Hopefully, this is a, another return to. Uh, some struggles because the the segment just works better when you it goes too quickly if you get all the answers right right away that's no fun certainly not for me i put a lot of work into this stuff certainly more than i do into my world cup predictions i I kind (laughs) of i kind of like this uh this belgium pick and now i say that knowing nothing about belgium but it just feel this sounds good you know belgium wins the world cup that just feels like something somebody could say and it's it's right in the range where it's not the favorites. It's not it's not the Brazils. It's not the Argentinas. But it's not it's not insane. It's not uh, you know it's not Qatar. It's not uh, Iran. It's not you know Canada winning at all. That's not going to happen. So uh, I kind of like that. It's right in the range. Belgium. Maybe get on belt, the Belgium train. Is there a train in Belgium? I think that there probably is. Feels like a, a good pick. Again, not knowing anything about Belgium at all, the team itself. All right, let's go back to the phones, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. If you can make a more compelling case, and you'd have to say it it wouldn't be hard. I'm already on Belgium without knowing really anything about them, but it kind of feels good, Belgium. Uh, Let's go to uh, Stephen is in New Jersey. Stephen, next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
5: Oh, Steve. Steven, hey, it was Hey, ha- what's happening, Gordon? How you doing? You had a little delay. I had to repeat myself real quick. I was That's okay. Up in a you Better late <laughs> than never, right?
0: Uh,
5: hey, so, uh, one, I hope everything's doing good with you. I haven't spoken to you over in a year
0: because
5: uh, you're using early in the morning and my, yes. my schedule is all over the place. But uh, uh, straight to the point is um, I have three things I want to say about the Knicks. One, the Knicks need help guarding the, uh, the three-pointer. Uh, anything <laughs> that we go against that have good three-point shooters, they get torched. So I already knew the Warriors was going to kill us. I already had a feeling that Clay Thompson, who's been like uh, Mr. No-Shell, was going to uh, show up and Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, you're not even going to speak on him. But um, another thing is um, uh, Jalen is a good point guard. He needs help guarding the perimeter. Uh, he's good at, you know, taking charges. But um, he, they need help guarding the perimeter, guarding three-point line. Um, RJ needs to work on his IQ. Um, And lastly, this is not going to be a uh, public-supported opinion, Um, and no, I do not agree with anything that he has done. um, I think it's atrocious, and me as a father and also a husband, um, I feel like obviously what he did is really atrocious, but um, I believe second chances are warranted, and we've seen in this league and in the industry in general – People have done worse and got to take a chance. Just look at Raymond Felton. Not going to pull up his pass, but just look at Raymond Felton, what he did, and he still played, but long story short. I feel like the Knicks should take a look at Miles Bridges. Um, If he is acquitted and everything goes well, he should definitely get back to charity, uh, uh, um, uh, women abuse organizations, the whole nine. But if he is reinstated and allowed to play, obviously he's going to get a fine. But I do feel like the Knicks should look at him because he's a good, talented young man. Uh, On the basketball court, Um, obviously we see how he is off the court, but, I mean, like I said, people change uh, through the circumstances. Uh, But I do feel like the Knicks should look at him. Um, He's a free agent, and it wouldn't cost that much for him trying to get back in the league to go get him, and we could definitely use uh, talent like him on the Knicks. Um, well, I'll yeah, let I you mean, Steven, that, that's,
0: that, that, that's not a, a question really for the front office. That's a question for ownership of whether or not they would feel like uh, the Bridges uh, is somebody they want to bring in after given what uh, what happened there with uh, his wife. So uh, that's that's what I thought he was going to go down to Kyrie Irving wrote there for a second, because it seems like Kyrie is getting set here. I think he's back tomorrow. Right. Um, so uh, I I, I thought that that was the road he was going down, so it kind of put a little swerve on me there. Look, uh, Knicks, uh, they'll have some options here um, to to make some changes. They have some, you know, it's not like in years past where it was just completely barren, Uh, and it it does feel like that it's kind of been running in place a little bit with this regime because they've not really picked a path forward yet, but they're not as bad as as past regimes here. They've certainly built something a little bit more credible I know it's not where we thought we'd be three years in. It's not where you thought you would be uh, after that year one, right? After year one, you think, man, we're the four seed in year one. There's nowhere to go but up, and that has certainly not been the case. But uh, they, they're going to have to make uh, some sort of deal here before too long to kind of to shake things up because it does kind of feel a, a little – l- it's just too much of the same, right? It's just too, they, they have good players but not great players, and it just feels a little bit much um, redundancy. Is, is what I think the word I would use. Uh, let's go to Brian. Is in New Jersey. Brian, you're next up on the the Gordon Damer
4: show. Hey, how's it going? Um, listen, I have and I've I've actually been watching a lot of these games over the last three years, and I have honestly felt from day one. Even though I think I thought Thib- Thib- Thibodeau was a great hire um, because of his you know just because of his acumen in mm-hmm. general. Um, but it's the system that the offensive system that that he runs that it does not accentuate R.J. Barrett's abilities. Like, is he still not the number one option? Isn't it still Julius Randle to a degree? Like, Yeah, I I would say so. You know, and I I really just think it's as simple as that. Like, yes, I am totally disappointed that R.J. Barrett hasn't ascended the way we want him to. We're rooting for him, you know, but it's the system. And I guarantee you, if R.J. gets traded to uh, a team that has an offensive-minded coach, whether he's a 1 or 1A a, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, option on, on the offense, he's going to be phenomenal, man. But I really think it's a system that we run and that needs to change.
0: Yeah, I look, I hear you, Brian. You know, there are times where even now, and thanks for the phone call, that you, you see, like last night it got a lot of, you know, Brunson brings the ball up the court, dumps it into Randall. He's just, you know, head faking and, and backing people down. And it just feels like, you know, what are we doing here? um so I, I get what you're saying um that it uh, it is very frustrating watching them offensively because um you know you, you thought that getting the point guard that was a missing piece that not that it was going to all of a sudden take you to uh you know top four seat or something like that but that's been missing for so long and that's what allows you to run the offense and you kind of you're kind of diminishing it when the yeah the point guard runs the offense to a certain extent but a lot of the times it's still Randall holding the ball way too much and and backing people down and and trying to take people down to the post um I mean look R.J. Barrett I don't think that this is R.J. Barrett I don't know if it's the illness I don't know if it's just a slow start I would expect before too long he is going to pick things up he's a guy that has progressed every single season and I would expect him to do that again this year. And it may be just a little bit of a slump here. It's concerning with how poorly he's shooting the ball from three. It, it is certainly glaring. Uh, I think at last check he was shooting the ball like 25% from three. Um, that's not great. But I would think it would it would be hard for me to believe that a guy, what, four years into his career all of a sudden now is not close to the player that he was before. That that would mean to me that either he has a significant injury that he's hiding or he's dealing with an illness, which is clearly what he is, he's dealing with right now, I would think before too long he's going to start to uh, to pick things up. Lewis is in the Bronx. Lewis, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
6: Hey, Gordon. What's going on? I heard that last caller saying, talking about R.J. Barrett, how much of a, of a great score he feels. I mean, people are forgetting. The reason why we're looking at R.J. Barrett, because he played alongside Zion Williamson and Duke. Like he was, well, I mean, he was a
0: – yeah, but he's always been a, a very highly regarded prospect and stuff like that. I mean, right. he was the third but, pick but, in the but, draft.
6: But my thing about this, Gordon, we were highly regarding him. But what has he done for this highly regard? That's my whole point. Like, we're expecting uh, something to happen from R.J. Barrett. They should have traded him for Donovan Mitchell. Because right now, is Donovan Mitchell better than R.J. Barrett? Yes, Okay, so what was the problem? I don't understand why we. Well, it wasn't Bulls. you were you. Were, I mean, it was not I mean, a one not, for one trade. It was me. you
0: know you were you were unloading a lot of things. You were unloading okay. a lot of picks. Uh, okay, and, excuse and, me, Glenn, I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. Of I'm not a Knicks
6: fan. I'm a Bulls fan, but I want to okay. say this. Oh, you talking about the picks and, the, and all this other stuff? All right, the picks and these players better than Donovan Mitchell. We know what well, Donovan know. Mitchell is right now. We know what he is right now, and yeah. what he did with Cleveland, it was like
0: going on an eight and one on start to the season. Yeah, but what are they now? Are they like eight and six. Uh, they lost, like, two, three games. Yeah. But I think Donovan uh, Mitchell is hurt, but that's the it. whole thing. Donovan Mitchell is better than any player the Knicks do have. Exactly. So but what was the problem? I don't understand what the problem because was. Because at the end of the day, you don't, wanna, it, you don't want to, it to be, and Lewis, thanks for the phone call, you don't want it to be Mello 2.0 where you're giving up way too much and now you have limited your abilities to put other things around that one good player. And I don't even think Mitchell is as good as, as, as Mello was when he got here. I think he's good. I mean, he would be the best Nick right now. But at the end of the day, you can't just um, give up everything in one deal for a guy who, as, as much as I like I don't think he's a franchise player. I don't think he's a top five, top ten player in the league. He's great. He's a very good player. Uh, and he might be a star player, but I don't think he's a superstar. So, look, you're going to you're gonna have to get R.J. Barrett. This is the wor- You have to be fair. This is the worst version of R.J. Barrett that we've really seen here. Um, maybe in his entire time here. So let's let us let us give him a little bit of, of you know he does have to pick things up. Clearly, it's clear he's battling something right now, either illness or injury or whatnot. Um, but this is you know I think it's a little uh, it's a little unfair to be like hey Donovan Mitchell is this and right now R J Barrett is that. So clearly that was the wrong move uh, because if you would if you would have given up all that to get uh, to get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how much better the Knicks would even be now. Yeah, maybe they would have an extra win or two, but they would still kind of be the same kind of team. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up more of your phone calls. 5 o'clock, what I learned this week on TikTok. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.